for the shout out podcast. <laughs> Jay and C Mac yeah. in the house. Dynamic duo. Yeah, man. This is what we do. Yeah. This is what we know. I can punch you out. I can kick you down. But if you this my podcast, you know I will knock you out. Oh, yeah. Elbow to the, to the face. Hammer punch to the head. To the head. Talking all things fighting like a dream that never All right, everybody, we're back. Episode six, a shout out podcast with my brother Chris. Chris, how are you, sir? Good. How are you? Good, man. Good. So uh, last podcast we had Jake. Obviously, that was a pretty fun one. We got to sort of break down, relive how you guys thought that fight went, and I was, a, I, was I had a lot of fun doing that. I need to uh, make an apology to anybody who caught this, and it's just for myself. Like shame on me. When he was doing his top three UK fighters, I said, "Oh, not." Um, Evander Holyfield. Evander Holyfield. Yeah, he's American. Yeah. I meant Lennox to say Lewis. Lennox Lewis. All right. No, yeah. I got you. <laughs> so my apologies. Um, funny enough, I also need to make a quick apology. Uh, so a little backstory. We started our podcast about 20 minutes late. Uh, I was just having um, communication issues with Jake on Zoom. And uh, yeah, anyway, it ended up starting about 20 minutes late. I was frantic. And the advice I was being given, not by my friend Chris, of course, but somebody else just was not working. So... I was a little motor mouth and frantic on the last podcast, so I apologize for that. Um, you know, I just, and then you feel bad about wasting people's time, right? When you're supposed to have this kind of going. So, my apologies, Chris, and my apologies, Jake. One thing I found really cool about the last podcast was uh, when you guys were talking about like your stories and stuff, you could just see it was like, you know, like a war veteran. Like, you guys would stare off in space as you're telling your stories. Like, you could see you were like reliving the moment. I was so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i love the uk crowd i guess ireland's not the uk but like when we went to ireland to fight and then to scotland the crowds are just buzzing it's it's a lot different and the pace of it like he talked about um well the ring size and stuff but the pace there's no messing about man they call the next like they do the intros red corner blue corner music and all that you walk but it's like as soon as you're in the ring it's get your shirt off put your mouth guard in take a sip of water let's go yeah yeah you know? It takes a couple minutes to get going here, I find. But there, it's like, it's time. Let's go. Is that right? Yeah. Hey? So yeah. That's one thing that I have to adjust to. And do you like, do you prefer it that way or do you like it our way I kind of do. Yeah. I kind of do, man. Yeah, you don't have time. There's no time to think. It's like, yeah. it's now. You're in the ring and go. Yeah, man. There's a lot of waiting and thinking. You're right. Mm -hmm. Hey. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, uh, think. we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, and then I just see a poster coming out as well that you're heading to London now for a fight. I hope so. Or is so it looks like. Yeah. I hope so, yeah. Jake, Depen depending if you're going, obviously. Opponent to be announced, but in yeah. October 23rd, Jake's going to head back to London and fight. That is going to be crazy because Jake's from London. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, awesome, man. Yeah, I'm sure uh, uh, that's going to be a big fight for him. Um, cool, man. So then you fought. Yeah, probably to defend his European title that he just won. Right away? I would imagine that. That a boy. Be, yeah. Good, man. That's a fighter's fighter. Keep well done. Busy. Yeah, well done. Um, all right, guys. Um, so just a couple things to uh, mention. So tomorrow, I'll try to get this out. So this is Friday. What's the date today? Friday the 3rd, September 3rd. I'm going to try to get this out today. Tomorrow is the Muay Thai World Cup on Saturday. Uh, the most handsome person you've ever heard of is going to be commentating. That's me. So uh, I hear it's sold out. So make sure you buy the pay-per-view and enjoy the show. Uh, that'll be tomorrow. Uh, um, September 4th. Thank you. September 4th. Uh, quick reminder as well, Saka having their fight card in Medicine Hat September 18th. Check out their website for tickets. Uh, great place to fight. We've had lots of experience there. 
and uh, as well as Chris has fought there. I fought there. Um, uh, so please, please support them. Uh, October 1st, ECL again. Fantastic fight card. Lots of money on the line. Everything looks like it's a go. Fighters, I, their social media looks good. Yeah. You know, you can tell everyone's getting close to crunch time, man. It looks fun. Uh, okay. And Let's, another one that's been recently announced, November 6th. Um, Belgard's Dragons are going to have a card. Trial by Fire and a Smoker event. In Airdrie. I don't know where it is. Probably oh. Airdrie. So, yeah. yeah, probably in their gym like they do. So Any matchups? Nothing yet. Nothing yet. It's just announced. Like Okay. Yeah. November 6th. So, it's happening, fighters. Get running. Let's go. Uh, okay, guys. Also announced were some big uh, one championship fight cards. So, I saw you, sir. Obviously, uh, I had a feeling I'd see that on your Instagram. Let's talk about it, man. Superbond versus Giorgio Petrosian. Oh, my goodness. That's... Started drooling. What do you think about this? Who is Giorgio Petrosian? Who is uh, that guy? The best of all time. He's the he's been referred to as the Floyd Mayweather of kickboxing. He really is, without argument, the best kickboxer of all time. Yes. Yep. He yes, really is. Hundred percent. No argument. He's lost, I believe, twice. Yep. One very early on, and one in glory against Andy Risty. He got knocked out pretty good. However, I did hear he broke his hand in that fight, and that probably affected him. Oh yeah. But. Huh? Bad man. Superbon is Superbon. Yeah, he, he's he looks like he should be like Goro from Mortal Kombat. His body's so long; it looks like he could have another set of arms. Like it's like his torso <laughs> is so short, but his arms and legs are crazy long. Yeah, I love his beautiful kick technique. Long, long kicks, and obviously working with Trainer Gay, and that guy's gonna put you put you yeah. through the paces. Superbon's just so technically he's he's Bokau, but better, right? Yeah, like, yeah, and so. His, for those of you who don't know, Superbon Banchimek, he's a stable mate of Bokau. I don't know anymore. You see his social media, he's all over the place. Like, yeah. I yeah. think he's in university or the military or something. Yeah. But he's a, I think, more refined Bokau. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 Bokau to me was much more horsepower. You know, Superbon to me, a little slicker, a little tighter. You yeah. know, distant, his range is unbelievable. I feel like Bokau, as, the, as he aged a bit... And got a bit bulkier. He kind of, yeah, started using more mm, physicality, physicality, yeah, 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 punching arms. Yeah, not gronky, but yep, just a little bit more. And Superbond's a little bit more uh, slicker, I think. Yeah, I agree. So, who do you think wins this fight? The greatest of all time, or a little more refined Bokau, who's like one of the greatest of all time? Hey, man. Hey. If anybody can do it, it's Superbond. Yes, and Giorgio. But at some point, that guy's got to slow down. Georgia Petrosian isn't getting young, man. At some point, that guy's got to slow down. No? Uh, yeah. I mean, he, don't get me wrong. Yeah, He's Giorgio Petrosian, but... I don't care who wins. You have to make a prediction. I'll, nope. go, I'll go first. Nope. Yes, you do. Come on. Go ahead. This guy's on a fight podcast. Non-prediction McMillan. That's your new name. <laughs> All right. I like it. <laughs> I don't like to, man. I'm so bad at it. That's okay. Uh, okay. Unless it's super obvious, like... Listen, gun to the head. If, I mean, if I have to choose, I'm going to say Petrosian. How can you not? Gun to the head? Gun Petrosian. to the head. I'm yeah. going to have to say Petrosian. How do you not? He can just shut anybody down. Yeah. And his technique, he, he kind of uses the same sort of techniques over and over, man, but they are like picture perfect. It's crazy. Social media posts of him in pad work, it's boring. It's yeah. the same stuff over and over, but man, you can't beat the basics. Yeah, go watch him on YouTube. Like even just his his knockout of Joe Nuttawat, just a straight left, straight down the pipe. But it looks like it was for a magazine. It was picture perfect. Yeah. Oh, he's beautiful. He's got a to ton watch. of those, just straight down the pipe. 
Perfect yeah. timings. Yep. Timings. Long like left knee, good one too. Oh man, he knows yeah. where your weight is. Yeah, beautiful man. Yeah, I, he, I gonna... he rarely misses a shot. Yeah, no that's right. Anything, that's right. right. That's such a big wasted. thing with him. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, I'll see Petrosian, but either way, like uh, just as a fight fan, I, I don't care. I'd love to see either guy win. I don't want to see either guy lose, and I'm just looking forward to this one. Awesome. It's so unbelievably insane that it's happening. And then yes. an announced at the exact same time, which only my friend here, Mr. McMillan, found out 10 minutes before this podcast started. Oh, yeah. Four-man tournament. It's a big one. It's an eight-man. My bad. Eight-man tournament. That's Four why points. I'm not in mathematics. Mm -hmm. uh, a quick story about math. Th this, is, this is me in math. So when I was in grade eight, sorry, Mom, if you're listening. Uh, when I was in grade eight, my teacher went around the classroom and was telling everyone's score in their ear. And, oh, uh, in ear. Okay. yeah, so he comes around and he whispers in my ear, 42. And I'm like, out of what? And he's like, no, no, that's your percent. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that was my math career in a nutshell. So apparently it's an eight man tournament. My apologies. But yeah, it, it's something else. So the matchups are, uh, Tafin Oskin versus Sidichai. Now we just saw Sidichai fight. Uh, I, I got it. I got it. I thought, I know. I don't want to I don't want to say if. I thought Tom and Chai win, but I'm a big fan. But the more I kind of rewatch that fight, I do think Sidichai won. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. I went back and watched. He took round three. Yeah, he meant. I don't know what happened. Yeah, he really did. And yeah, Tom and Chai kind of eased up. Right. And this fight was supposed to happen like a little while ago, right? This exact matchup. Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and something happened. Somebody got injured. Oscar, yeah. I think, got hurt. Uh, also, then, is uh, Andy Sauer versus Murat Gregorian. Dutch. Like, just picture-perfect Dutch versus Dutch right here. Mm -hmm. What do you think about this one? It's an unbelievable matchup. I think Marat, Marat Gregorian takes it just based on a little bit younger. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a little bit tougher. Andy Sauer might just... He's still got him, man. He's unbelievable, but just yeah. a little step behind. You know, you start slowing down. For sure. A little older, man. He's just been fighting forever. That wear and tear on that body. But what a legend that guy is, man. And I see they're on opposite sides of the bracket, but Murat Gregorian is the man who also dethroned Sidichai in glory. Mm -hmm. So they're obviously, in my opinion, it looks like they're trying to maybe line this up for a one championship. Keep going on the matchups, though. But very true. Okay, yeah, very true. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, and then we have uh, Enrico Kell from Germany versus uh, David Kiria. Another crazy matchup. <laughs> yeah. The hurricane. He's a hurricane. Man. He throws some unconventional things. Yeah, he's scary. Crazy pressure. And then David Kiria, he's he's been in there. All these guys have fought each other too. I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure all these guys have seen each other. Yeah, yeah. And and if not, they, they've all, not if not each other, everybody else kind of in the tournament. Yeah. Um, Sami Sana versus Chingza Alizov. These are the two guys that I don't think probably have mixed it up with, or maybe they have, but yeah, definitely not in that circuit. Sami Sana dethroned, not dethroned, but he took out Yod, and. He, dethroned in like in the yeah terms of it's yod everyone was like oh yeah yod's yeah. back to smash this tall skinny guy you never really see yod lose like that and then he got beat up yeah yeah he, sammy is huge sammy man. is huge big dude petrosian beat him yes very smart right he negated his long range and all right boxed him up no prediction mcmillan oskin versus sidichai who wins sidichai sidichai you don't want to know why yes this is solely based on, I think, Oskan is phenomenal as well, but just because it's from the Muay Thai side, purist. Yeah, yeah. Sitchai's got the Muay Thai background, I'm taking him. 
I also find that no matter who Sidichai seems to fight, he always seems to be the harder hitter. Like, he always seems to have a little bit more power than his opponents. Like, he's able to kind of push them back. Uh, so I, I'm going to take Sidichai as well. I mean, he, he's a monster. Okay, Sour versus uh, Gregorian. 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 Yeah, I agree. Has it, this date been announced? Um, I'm sure we're going to talk about this as we get closer, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm also going to take uh, Gregorian. Yeah, I mean, it was it was, it was was only just announced. Yeah. Uh, and then Enrico Kell versus uh, Debbie Curia. Tough one. Um, I, I'm just looking here. On, I, I, um, I, I don't see a date. At least not in the screenshot I took. But you know, it'll, listen, this is huge. It'll it'll be out there. I think I'm gonna take David Curia. Is that right? I'm gonna take Enrico Kell. Okay. Uh, Sami Sana Ching 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 is Alazov from Russia. I'm not. I have no idea, man. I've seen him fight a few times, but I'll do my homework. But off the top of my head, I'm gonna take Sami Sana just because of his length. He, um. Oh. I'm not even really sure where that flag is from, to be honest, man. But we'll figure it out. Uh, yes, yeah, Sammy, Sammy Sand reminds me of like the Terminator, man. He's just a big, crazy, grumpy-looking savage. You know, he, that guy's a savage. Uh, I'll take Sammy Sand. I'm, I'm just, I just don't have, at least not yet, I don't have the knowledge of uh, Chingy's Alzov. I've seen him fight a few times, but just, uh, just not at the top of my head. Uh, but it, it's a big fight card. So go on YouTube, check these guys out. Um. Andy Sauer is somebody like like I remember back in the day when he used to wear the pants. Like you were really big into being his fan. Hey, you were a big Andy Sauer Minus fan. Minus the pants, but true, huge Andy Sauer fan back in the K one days. Yeah, and I had I was a kid too. I had ignorance. I was like, look at this dork with pants. Until I actually watched him, and I'm like, oh my god, that guy's unbelievable. Phenomenal boxing. Yeah, he's like the epitome of Dutch kickboxing. Hey, yeah, punch, 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 low kick. Beautiful balance. Like yeah, man, I, I'm a, I'm a big Flowing fan. Flowing combinations like crazy. Body yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And didn't didn't I never carried that body of what a fighter looked like. He always just kind of. But he was solid. He oh was like yeah, oak, he was like an oak table. Exactly. Man. Yeah. But my favorite uh, thing of Andy Sauer is when that guy he was piecing him up. He caught him a couple of times. I think it was an infusion, and the guy got cocky and dropped his hand. It was like this, <laughs> and even Vinny Sherman the announcer was like, "You don't do that." And he lit him up with like five, six punch like, oh. why would you drop your hands in front of that guy no joke that guy just got well he got ko'd yeah go on youtube you only need to look up andy sour infusion knockout it's hilarious just yeah drop your hands acting tough and you now, don't do that to andy sour oh now you millions have seen you be dumb <laughs> like that's oh man love it obviously uh um hmm so do you think this do you think this Petrosian Super Bond thing is a setup for maybe the winner of this tournament? Obviously, right? So they'll get a Grand Prix belt or whatever. They're the Grand Prix winner, and then they'll fight the winner of Super Bond, or sorry, uh, Petrosian for their world title. Okay, here's what I see. I see. So Petrosian versus Super Bond, obviously, are fighting the winner of this tournament fighting them but in my opinion in the tournament they're trying to set up Sidichai versus Marat Gagorian the winner of that is going to fight you know that's what I see that that's yeah. the that's the roadmap I'm seeing. and I'm pretty sure Petrosian and Superbon have fought that whole list between the two of them they have fought that whole list oh that's crazy no way hey? that's why probably why they're the ones fighting for the oh obviously man that's what a great storyline uh, now listen, I just made that all up. I have no idea if that's true. But <laughs> no, me too. But it sounds cool. But I, I would fact check that. But I'm pretty sure 
It's between the two of them, they have fought all of them. And just between us and our fight knowledge, it just kind of we can see the roadmap of how this is kind of almost looks like. Do you see any dark horses in this tournament? Enrico Kell, maybe. Yep, without a doubt. Me too. Yep. I, I don't ever count that guy out. He's a savage. I could maybe see Sammy Santa too. But I see Sammy Santa making it to the second round and getting taken out by just one guy who's a little step ahead. Yep. Yep. Smart. All right, guys. So that's going to be one championship, and we'll talk about that. It was just announced today, but very exciting if you're a kickboxing Muay Thai fan. It's, that's very big. Those are all very, very big that's fights. The craziest tournament ever. That's no kidding. Awesome. The matchups that follow them will be gigantic fights. Like it's, yeah. it's going to be awesome. Okay, let's get a little more local, as in our gym. We have a big announcement. We talked about it at the beginning of the uh, summer. We've been talking about it since really we were on Zoom. Yes, and to be honest, even before that, so Team Watchdog, let's talk about this real quick. So a long time ago, we had a couple youth in our gym. So we we, we have our Tiny Tigers Muay Thai program, and that's our little kids. And yay, they're cute, and everybody loves them. And it's easy to, you know, win trophies and take pictures. And we have our adults, and they fight and, you know, come to Punch Face Friday and all this stuff. But the juniors are a little bit kind of lost. They're sort of like that sort of, you know, middle third child, you know, that no one likes, right? <laughs> I'm a middle child, you prick. Oh, sorry, pal. Everyone loves me. Uh, you're right, buddy. I love you. Um, and uh, so I thought, well, how, how can we do something for the juniors? And we thought, team watchdog. And you think of a watchdog, you know, you, you think of the, the protectors of the property. You know, you're, you're not getting anything you need, whether it be you're trying to rob a house or you want to borrow some sugar for cookies. You go through the watchdog. Yeah, the watchdog decides if that happens or not. So... This so and it, it kind of fizzled away. And to be honest, we um so once we got back to Zoom, Chris, uh, take it from there. So we 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 it was kind of you. I thought uh, we were talking about you know stickers and stuff, oh, and yeah. you kind of revived this idea. COVID kind of took everything away from us for a little bit, and then on Zoom we're like, hey, we're heading back to the gym, so let's get this party started. Let's actually make it happen. So and it was uh we we also tried to make it away. You know, COVID was like, at least for us, because we were shut down forever, but it was like Groundhog Day, you know? Yep. You just live the same day over and over, and, and, and you know, so you spitball ideas all day, because that's all you're allowed to do, and uh, we we thought it was a good idea to help motivate the kids to stay, stay training on Zoom, and guys, there's something coming, you know, there's a light at the end of this tunnel, it's coming, and uh, uh, I, I was happy that, that while the gym is busy right now, and we're still trying to map through this, and who knows what happens next, for God's sakes, but... Uh, I appreciate that, Chris. You kind of decided, hey man, let's do this. Let's pick a date, and uh, that's really the trick. Just pick a date and go. And uh, so, so, what, so what, are, what are we gonna do with this? Team Watchdog, what's happening? Give give us a deets. Saturday, September twenty fifth. There's going to be an open tryout for Team Watchdog at, at three three p.m. Time to be determined. Okay, you guys will get a handout in class because there's a birthday party at from noon till two. Oh, <laughs> at the gym. Oh, well, Charlie, Charlie birthday. There awesome. you go. If you can give me now, it, it's, it's very small. I, I don't need no, much. It's okay. We'll, okay. we'll figure it out. But anyway, yeah. the time to be determined. Okay. Saturday, September 25th. What is team watchdog? Team watchdog is a junior. Now it's, we're going to put competition team in quotations because you do not have to compete at a certain level. We are going to have requirements and expectations from our juniors on this team. Look, this is like a baseball team, a soccer team. We're going to have, quote-unquote, jerseys. You know, you're going to get nicknames. 
There's going to be responsibilities. There's going to be positions, not necessarily defense forward, but there's going to be positions on the team. There's going to be obligations at the gym, cleaning, helping teach. Okay. This is for kids that Muay Thai is their thing. Some kids, I know kids, and they're going to be at this trial. They have quit soccer, baseball, whatever, to take Muay Thai as their number one thing. And this is for them. This is also for kids who have baseball and soccer as a another hobby, right? But go ahead. <clears throat> no, keep going, man. But it's time kids that really truly love Muay Thai, they have something to be a part of now instead of coming there two, three nights a week and sparring. Yep. So, um, and then with the recent announcements of Muay Thai in the Olympics, the WBC World Junior Championships, uh, the, you know, Iowa has their Youth Development League, and man, those kids are really good at Muay Thai. Uh, it, it, there's an avenue. There's an avenue for us, and so we want to help make an avenue within the gym to make that happen. Yeah, it needs to be. Yeah, space and time for that to happen. You can't just come your couple nights a week. Right. And you can, you can come your couple nights a week. If you're that kind of person, hey, listen, I just like doing Muay Thai and hanging out with my buddies twice a week. Listen, I love you for it. That's fantastic. Absolutely. I get it. But some people want more out of Muay Thai, just like some people want more out of art. Some people want more out of drawing, more out of computers, you know what I mean? More out of soccer. So more out of fitness, anything. So we want to make an avenue. And we're going to commit this time as well. But here's the bottom line. If you're going to be on a competition team, you, you have to... A, be competing, and B, you have to put in the extra practice. You are responsible not just for yourself, but you are accountable to your other team members. And if you can't make those obligations, unfortunately, you're going to have to try again to be part of that team. It's not bad. We're not mad at anybody. You don't have to be on the team. Hey, listen, this is too hard, or uh, I got a job, or uh, I want to watch cartoons. That's totally cool. But if if you're looking for more, you want to go fight, and you want to compete, and and those junior, those world junior uh, championships and Olympics are in the back of your mind. This is the avenue within our gym to make this happen. And you're led by a guy who's had how many fights? Fifty. Fifty fights. That's pretty good. Won a title or two, so not bad. Um, what age group is this, Chris? Eight to sixteen. So if you're sixteen, you don't qualify. But if you're fifteen and a half. You can come up for six months. Yeah. Yeah. At, at 16, we expect you to now train with the adults and, uh, and uh, you know, be, be part of that system, okay? Um, now, here here's the other part, is I assume the 8 to 12-year-olds probably aren't listening to this podcast. So besides the Chris, I'm sorry, besides the commitment from the kids, Chris, who else really needs to be committed here? We need parents to be committed, 100%. Yeah. But but again, it, it, if if you're looking for that avenue for your kid as well, like hey, listen, they they if they want to do this every day, they could, you know, or if they they could if they would. Well, they can, and uh, we'll make extra time for them. So so parents, it is just like anything else, competitive hockey sports, uh, spelling bee, I assume anything like that. It's it's definitely going to require some commitment, but but we're committed as well. Yes. So September twenty fifth. Expect more information in class this in this coming week and uh we'll see you guys there hey weren't you saying something about a club shirt there's like a team shirt too absolutely oh geez well, like i said jerseys that's right you know, we're not gonna have jerseys we're not a jersey <laughs> but yeah we'll have some t-shirts yep awesome team watchdog uh shirts competition team shirts if you don't want to be part of the competition team i still love you i'll see you in class and we'll both teach you to the best of our ability and you'll love it anyway all right
So, juniors, let's get to sparring. Let's start right now. Don't wait for us. Get to it. All right. Um, Mr. McMillan. Yes. Today, yes. We're, uh, we have a little bit less of a schedule, but that's okay. A, a lot of our people who are listening are students, and they were like, uh, hey, that's cool that we, we hear about all these other fighters and stuff, but we also want to hear about you guys. Like, we, we, we get to hear little snippets at the end of class for one minute, but, you know, maybe you can sit down and talk to us about some stuff, so... Okay, let's do that. Sure. So, what do you want to know? Yeah. So, first of all, let let's start with a couple questions. So, uh, they're really, really. Uh, I got about five questions, and uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll get to it. number one. These are from social media. These are from social media. And let's be real, everybody wants to know this question. I already know it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Why did you? Are you coming back? Why did you quit at the peak of your career? Who said quit? Well, well, stop. That's a big what, fo. You okay, okay, shit. okay. Why did you retire? At I the, retired. Listen, I said quit. My bad. <laughs> Easy. Wrong is that? Are you the Nelson? What? Uh, why did you retire at the peak of your career? I felt that I had accomplished everything that I had set out to do. And what, what was that? I had a list. It was, things were added to it as the years went on. Sure. And probably taken off. You know, priorities maybe change. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. But the list was turn pro. I fought pro. I then wanted a pro title. And I also wanted to fight as a pro in my hometown. And then the opportunity to fight for the WBC canadian title in my hometown came up so i'm like there's two birds with one stone yep and i honestly had been thinking about it since my second pro fight after i broke my arm that was my first legit real in like there was nagging injuries throughout the career you know like a stupid thumb nerve or tendon you know things like that nothing huge that's gonna stop me from fighting but i broke my arm you remember how i was like like you've Broken your arm once or twice. You know, I've like, broken everything, man. <laughs> and it drove me I I don't understand who's sitting on your shoulder, bro. How you came away with as a professional fighter next to like pretty much no real injuries. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's crazy. I had that one knee thing that kept me from going to IFMO, but Yeah. Yeah, a couple you know, yeah. But but nothing, but nothing too crazy, you crazy. Know? Yeah, man. The no broken arm was terrible knockouts. Had nothing. surgery, you know. Yeah, never been knocked out. And I don't know, just thinking about that. And then I was, what, 30 at the time? And yep. I'm like, I don't know. I just can't do this forever, right? That was weighing on me. I can't fight forever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I like to think about my health and my future. I've never been knocked out, so I wasn't concerned of, like, obviously I got smacked in the head a couple of times, but no one was pushing for me to be like, oh, we see changes in you, you know? Nothing yep. crazy like that. But I just felt that... Yeah, man, I climbed my mountain. I checked off my list. I don't need to prove to myself anything. I have, I don't need to prove anything to anybody else. And I just wanted to move on. Yep. So, um, and I'm so thankful that I got the opportunity to fight for a belt in my hometown. For sure. You know, because I would have kept going. And not just a belt, bro, but that was like a, that it's was the a green and gold, man. And, and that was a huge fight, man. That crowd, like, when you were in the crowd and people were stomping 
on the bleachers, I was like looking at Mike and Jake, like, oh my god, that man. Wild, man, that's that was pretty intense. Uh, like, uh, when I fought for the was it the eight man tournament I fought on Journey where we had that insane loud crowd? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that was big, too. or it was versus um, um, the other guy where we had like a bit of a bicker back uh, in the crowd. Hassan? Everyone was chanting Chris, 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 and then you hear. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Hasman, Hasman. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Hasman son. Yeah. That was a crazy crowd, and then yeah, the Muay Thai World Cup crowd was pretty wild. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, I just I climb my mountain. I don't. I'm gonna prove shit to anybody or myself anymore. I just want to move on. Yep. Here's here's what I saw was. Um, and sorry to interrupt you, before you get going, but, and we all know people who. We see them like famous fighters and people around too. Like, why are you still fighting, man? Yeah. I don't want to be that guy fighting for no, with no passion. Right. Then you're just getting beat up. And, and, and everyone doesn't want, nobody wants to have that conversation with you. And so really you become kind of a joke, you know, not, well, a, not a funny joke at all, but. No, well, it depends on what, you know. I agree, but, but, but it's, it's a hard conversation to have with people. They're like, Hey man, it's over. Like. Yeah, no, you know, absolutely. And, and so they continue on when everybody knows you shouldn't. Because you dedicate your whole friggin' life, man, the time you put into it. Right. Like and if it, someone were to come up, be like, you should create it. Like, what did you say to me? Right, right. Yeah. And I don't mean like a funny joke, like, ha, 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 look at this guy. Like it, like it, you know, you're the only one who's not in on it. Sort of, sort of, you know what I mean? Anyway, which is unfortunate. No, I know and, you wouldn't let me do Of that course anyway. not, for God's sake. Um, but, after, after you broke your arm, what I saw was... Uh, a guy who spent his whole so far adulthood being a fighter, and once you actually had to stop and you started getting into a stable relationship, I saw a guy that was like, "Oh, this is what normal people kind of do with their lives. Like, I just smash shit and get smashed every day." And yeah, like, I saw the effect it had on other people. Too. Yeah, I, 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 I s- this keeps happening. Like, I just felt like I. I I thought I saw you maybe gear down at the right moment. Like you had to stop and actually like be a normal adult for a second. You can't use the fighter excuse. You you just had to be a normal adult for a little while, and then you kind of realize like, hey, may, maybe this adult thing's pretty okay. And uh, <laughs> and you hear about guys even today who are wanting to be world champions who sleep on cots beside washers and dryers. And I knew you were like, dude, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah, no, that I don't want it that bad. And thank God, what was such an honest thing. Everyone, everyone says they do fighters, but you know they don't. And and I think that's a that's an awesome thing that you did at the end was like uh, even besides all that other stuff that you said, I got to prove shit. But I don't want it that bad. I'm not sleeping on no cot. You know, like I'm done with. I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know, and and I get it. You're you're done with that part of your life. Maybe maybe that would happen ten years ago or longer, but yeah. shit, not right now. Yeah. Yep, I hear you, man. No, so. Uh, that's when I saw it coming, and then obviously the opportunity, green and gold, Calgary, and then I saw like, yep, I'm in. But I remember the conversation. I remember I was hitting the bag, and I just stopped in the middle. I'm like, man, I'm thinking about, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. <laughs> and then like that week, we got that call, right? Yeah, yeah, I recall that. So, um, all right, number two. Do you think Haggerty will be back, or Rod Tang broke him? Haggerty, he's lined up to fight in, uh, Haggerty's fighting in, um, Ireland coming up. 
That's right. He does have a fight. So he did not, and I can guarantee that Haggerty will take that fight tomorrow if he can. Haggerty's fought since Rajang, though. He fought NATO. Yeah, that's right. Smashed him. Smashed him. Yeah, but uh, I really want to see Haggerty Savas. Mm. Oh, oh man, maybe that's it. I know. I remember on this thing, on Liam's thing, they were talking to... Oh, oh, you mean coming up? Yeah, in Ireland. Maybe that's the fight. Oh, you might be friggin' right. I doubt it, though, but it might be. Wouldn't that be something? The Horgan, or Martin Horgan, the Capital One promoter, he co-promoted that line fight that Jake fought on. He puts together some big big matchups dude he can he might have the pull he might get that fight savas has been in like fifth gear and has not stepped off the gas pedal man it's like, so crazy hey oh oh i love watching him man i even love watching him fight i love his jab like check this jab. guy out on on youtube yeah s-a-v-v-a-s it's michael savas oh dude he's such a savage and looks like such a little baby kid but oh he'll tear you apart he's like my cat baby face assassin probably should be killer Oh, he's like my cat. Just I have a feeling though. Looks cute. How will be fight a local boy? Another like a UK top position, uh, number one spot type yeah. fight. Yeah, yeah, pr- yeah, probably. But man, that, I I can't Sam wait for McGowan. that to happen. Oh, he did just come back. Oh shit! He did just get back to the he UK, did didn't he? Back to the UK, and he's in fight shape. Listen to you, McMillan, throwing oh, rumors around. Shit. Love it, love it. Um, okay, uh, another one. When when you were fighting. What was your number one technique that A, you f- loved to throw, or B, you were consistently trying to look for? I never consistently tried to look for anything because I felt like I telegraph and give it away. Mm-hmm. But I really like the feel of a good body hook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You said, like, Going back, watching my fights, like I land a lot of them. Yeah, you hurt a lot of people in the body. Not necessarily dropped, but hurt. But I never truly like looked to like just sink one in. Yeah, just kind of threw them in combination, you know. Yeah. But that's the ones that count. Those stingers where you don't like it's loose and it has that pop at the end. You're not. Yeah. Trying to wind up and take their head off. Home run each time. Right. When you would land them, you would see you would give people like that weird buckle, you know, that we would keep scores <laughs> far and you know, yeah, they'd have that weird tilt, sideways tilt there. Uh, I for sure thought you were going to say teep to the grill. That was like your calling card, man. <laughs> well, honestly, I did that when I was pissed off. Well, then you were pissed off every fight. Did you not do it every fight? Well, like people every were hitting fight? me, man. Like Jake said last time, it was self-defense. Stop hitting me. Listen, man, I don't know how you did, how you got away with people not doing that back to you because you did it to people every fight. <laughs> Not every fight. Every fight, not at least fight. for the last 30. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe not at the beginning, but for sure, like the last 30. You teeped everyone in the face. Hey, man, it works. I agreed, but I, I for sure thought that's what you were going to say. No, uh, I did look for that, yeah, I guess. But I wasn't hunting for it. I honestly did it when I was getting pissed. Yeah. When I was getting a little overwhelmed and like, like I just need a breather. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not like gassing or anything. I just need to compose myself. Right. A and good old teep to the face will make someone step back. Right. And and mentally have to just like give themselves a count to at least two. Like, okay. And most of the time, yeah, you <laughs> I'm such a dick. <laughs> oh, man. Whatever. But, man, it wrecked a lot of people. Oh, Liam Tarrant, man. Liam Tarrant. Yeah, that's probably the worst one. I broke his... 
Um, like, well, definitely broke his nose. But septum or whatever. I don't know what that, that bone is. that's like your above your teeth on your top lip. Like, yes, under your nose. So Chris had this fight in New York City, and this was a top-rated uh, amateur and turning pro in in U.S. and teammate of Ajin Topic. I don't know if I say his name. Sorry, man. It's all good. But, but we uh, trained hard for that one. We were training out of fear for that one. Yeah, big fight, man. Yeah, guy's big fight. Top-rated dude. And uh, and uh, to be honest, it, it was. It, it, um, it was a good back and forth, but uh, Chris front kicked him in the face, and you could tell when he backed up, like you could see in his eyes, man, it really sucked. And at the end of the fight, you know, good fight, good fight, all that crap, and you know, he, he had a cloth on his nose, and it it was probably 10, 12, 15 minutes, 10 minutes after the fight, still pouring. And yeah, when they pulled the cloth away, it was just pouring out of his face, like, oh, dude, that's a real problem. But he's not glamorous. You know what's crazy about that guy? That's probably one of the toughest guys I've ever fought. Yeah. Because that. And then the fight after was his pro debut. Do you remember what happened? I, I remember he like, got a fractured he got cranium or skull. He got punched in the head, in the forehead. And he has a he had a dent in his forehead. Oh, my God. Kind of like that cyborg. Right. Michael oh, Venom Page man, That's it. It's over, man. So, his, yeah, his unfortunately, his career ended, but that guy is just nailed. Yeah, yeah, and, and he was yeah, a good fighter, man. And, and uh, I see him do some commentary and stuff now, but yeah. but shout out to him, man. He's a good, good, good dude, too. I think he's doing some podcasts or has been for, like, for long years, yeah, I think. Actually, yeah, I've heard that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I remember that fight, man. I was I was nervous for that one because yep. that guy had a big name out there. That was the best kick to the grill uh, that I recall from your fights. I watched that a couple years ago, and it was a good tilt, a good back and forth. But I gave him too much in the clinch. Agreed. I thought you treated it a little bit like sparring instead of fighting. In the clinch or yeah. the whole yeah. fight? Yeah, more in the clinch for sure. Yeah. A couple of slick stuff. I was know. letting him fold me and get yep. into awkward positions and stuff. It yep. showed the dominant in the clinch, which is too bad because I th- was it a split or was it unanimous? I can't recall. It was close. I remember it being close. Yep. All right. Um, so kind of on the almost a uh, similar topic, uh, who is your hardest opponent? Maybe the the first tie I fought. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Even though I wasn't there for that. No. Um, maybe my Vegas fight, second pro fight, where I broke my arm. Yeah. I just I, I I remember I remember that first fight in Thailand. So Magnus Anderson was a tough fight too. Very true. That was hard. Talk talk about this cat from Thailand. So so Chris traveled to Thailand on his own train. So go go through this with us. Uh, I went to Thailand on my own, and I got to the gym, and I said, I want to fight, as you do. Which gym? Where'd you go? KC Muay Thai in Chiang Mai. Okay. And uh, How long were you going to go there for? Like, how long was your trip? A month. Okay. And did, I barely remember. Did you go in shape already? Like, were you, were you going in to uh, looking to fight? Or I wasn't you... in fight shape, but I was. I had been training. I was. I needed a week of a week or two of a grind. Thailand yeah. to get me there. Okay. But I was, yeah, I was ready to go, and... Yeah, they put it on me. I think within I fought. Uh, oh no, I fought at the end of the trip because I remember going home all smashed up on the plane. <laughs> what a terrible so, sentence. <laughs> so I tra- I trained hard for three weeks and then uh, fought. And you know I was ready for like a real fight. I was like I was excited to get a fight. I'm like, oh, please don't be a tuk tuk driver. And then I get there and they're like, oh, that's the guy who fought another guy at the camp, another guy from Toronto. He was at this camp. He had fought him his last trip. So I'm like, okay, they know this guy. 
Do you know how many fights this guy had? I don't know. Hundreds? I don't <laughs> No idea. I want to say 180. Oh, my. That, that's okay. what I heard. I think I heard that. Okay, so he's had a few. Anyway, Southpaw, and he yawed some Clyde me, just kept it really simple, kept his distance, <laughs> and booted me with his left leg. And I wasn't doing a good job at the start of defending, so I would take them all on the arm. And I was getting absolutely smashed. Like, in the fourth round, I'm like, or at the third round, at the end of the round, you can see he kicked me, and I like, stepped back and dropped my arms because my arm was dead. Oh, my God. Like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble here. Like, <laughs> thank God he wasn't hungry after that and came flying in because I would have went down, I think. Is that right? I couldn't eh? keep my hand up. So I had to regroup. The bell went. Round four, he's, I, I couldn't understand a word my corner was saying. You know, just some <laughs> half-drunk tie yelling in my face. I'm like, okay. I got to win. I got to knock him out. <laughs> I got that. Yeah. That's all they need you to understand. So uh, I got in the guy's face. I just pressure, pressure, pressure. And I made sure I checked every single kick. And I got, I clinched him up. I tossed him around a little bit. He started fatiguing in the clinch. And I saw that. So I marched him down. And in our corner, I caught his teep. He tried teeping me out. Caught his teep. Pulled it to the side and slid in with a upper elbow that like landed just like below his eye, out, outside of his nose, Oof. out cold, drop dead. Dang. And I did a victory lap. I'm like, oh, thank God that's over. I just got <laughs> the best KO ever. And then I go over and like help him up. And he's got a cut from like his eyebrow all the way down, his nose, like six uh. inch cut. I'm like, oh, sorry, man. So for those who don't see, Chris just touched the top of his eyebrow, like closest to his nose and kind of went down the side of his nose, just beside his eye onto his cheek. So made the kind of like a, a letter C, hey? Like, kind of, yeah. Ugh. More like an L. That lazy port. L, capital R- L. But, jeez, man, my arm the next day was twice the size, and <laughs> like, and then I had to fly home. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I had to so, fly nine hours to Germany or something, and it's just like, oh, oh my arm sucked so bad. Man, so, but, and uh, I what I remember from this is it took us like a year to get over everything from that fight to train at 100%. You had that weird thing in your elbow. You had chip or whatever. Chip my elbow on his face. (laughs) So I had this thing that I had to get removed years after. Oh, and it just looks like a disgusting, weird worm on your elbow now, bro. It looks like you did it yourself in jail or something. Well, I might as well have the gun as a hack, (laughs) dude. Whatever. It's just a piece of skin on my elbow. I don't care. And there was something else I couldn't remember. that uh, Besides your arm, there was like your knee. Oh, I got ringworm. Oh, from the right. Gloves. Right. Just, my oh. hand got littered in ringworm from the... Oh, dude. The whole situation. I fought behind this market. It's just a ring in a parking lot. No joke. They Crazy. built some like metal stands. I warmed up with my shoes on because I'm in dirt. I had to lay on like a bench to get the rub down. So it's just greasy. Dang, they bring man. the gloves over and they're like ratty and I'm like soaked. I'm like, oh, I know I'm going home with something from this. Like, <laughs> when I put my hand in, I was just like, oh, man, so gross. That's not good. So yeah, I got ringworm and so I couldn't be yeah. around for a while. Or if anything, anything, that's probably the best case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> and then my arm was smashed to pieces. My, the English guy at the gym thought it was broken. I'm like, oh, no, but it wasn't. Dang. Well, that's good, man. Uh, and then last one, uh, when you look back on your career, what are your, the two most significant moments? Are you going to put it down to two? Mm-hmm. Damn. I can't. Can I have 
No, I need a hundred. I need fifty. Like <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, what, no, well, then what no, two stand out? What two stand out? No, like not. This is number one, and this is number two. But okay. The the eight man tournament in Calgary, winning the Canadian title, mm-hmm. and winning the WBC one. Hmm. Yeah. No kidding. Um. I when I when I saw this question, I thought of it a little bit different. When I thought of significant, I didn't think of it as wins. I just thought of significant moments. And in my opinion, you only had. Well, there was a few, but there was a, one big one. So Chris went on a run of like seven and zero, or seven and two, or nine and two, or something like that, right? When I first started. Yeah. Uh, lost my second fight, but then I won the. Like seven or nine or something like that. And then you had about five or six losses or... Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah, in a a row there. and Uh, uh, Or... Or or, or it was win one, lose one. Yeah, it it became real spotty. and uh, Two or three in a row, yeah. Yeah. And do you you remember who we fought when we had a quick conversation in the back? Jamie Gifford. That's it, man. The first fight. Yeah. After the first fight, uh, Chris lost again and... uh, and just shouldn't have. He was losing fights. He just should have been smashing. And right when we got to the back, Chris went, all right, man, what am I doing wrong? And I said, listen, you're just playing Muay Thai out there. These guys want to win. You're just pissing around. You're just just having fun. These guys are here to win. And the rest, in my opinion, is history. Like, like that was it, man. You can tell it was like, okay, pull your head out of your ass. Yeah, I think I had another fight after that. And then I fought him again for a Western Canadian title, the one that you posted recently. Dwayne Soon, I think, was the guy in between. <sighs> it was an ego booster. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we had a great fight. I think I smashed him up pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I got ding- got rocked at the end there. I got dinged, yeah. So that made it kind of fun. Scary. I, I got put on skates for the last like 30 <laughs> seconds, and I yeah. just said... I threw caution to the wind and started swinging. He punched hard, man. Oh, yeah, he punched hard. Yeah, yeah, that was a good, significant win for you. But after that, it was, like, incorporated. I started incorporating strength training and just overall training became more intense, right? You know, that was big, too. Once you started doing proper strength training, uh, I definitely, as a pad holder, noticed the the horsepower on the pads where I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to have to be in shape for this. This kind of sucks now. Uh, I definitely did notice a difference there for sure. Yeah, she... Shout out to you, Melissa. She trained me into a, turned me into a monster. Yeah, for sure. And by the way, listen carefully. I know friends like uh, uh, Kieran Kettle think have have his opinion on strength training, but Chris complemented his Muay Thai perfectly with his strength training. He didn't strength train and then kind of did Muay Thai. No, yeah. He, you know, it just he did the right amount for you. Everyone's different, but the right amount for you, so it it turned you into a Muay Thai monster. I saw her Monday, Wednesdays in the morning. Yeah, out of a week. When I wasn't in camp, I would see her three times. Yeah, yeah. Just to put on a little bit more uh, strength. Yeah, yeah. So it worked, man. It was good. Twice a week with a trainer, and that's all I did. Yep. So um, okay. So those are our uh, our fan the fan questions, but uh, I know we kind of mixed in for those in there. But um, let me ask you as a, as a fan and a coach. So you know, even I guess I kind of saw your retirement coming, but. Dude, you're 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 an anomaly and a man who beats by his own drum, and I swear you can ask Mike, you can ask Lynn, I bet you can ask anybody you know. If you all of a sudden just make decisions where people are like, 
where the hell did that come from, man? Like, just when I bought a dirt bike, <laughs> just or, or just like all of a sudden, like something will happen, and it was like, no, not doing it. And you're like, what? What happened? Like, you just you just all of a sudden, like like you know, you did, and that's okay. But so your retirement was almost kind of the same. Like I admit, I was kind of like 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 the peak. Like that that was a big question. Why why did you quit at your peak? And and it was a little bit of the same. Just kind of like, yeah, no, done. I'm okay. Yeah, like, I oh. said it in the back after the fight. We got to the back. I said, "I'm done." Yeah, I I admit I kind of saw it before that. Like we had that oh, little yeah. conversation, but yeah. but I it admit wasn't it. like thinking about it, sitting on it for a while, get a fight offer, and you're like, eh. "Yeah, it was immediate." I, I I admit I tried to play it pretty cool, but like I was I knew before the fight. Uh, which one? Before the fight, November WBC fight. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. Me I too. knew I was going to right, but I I fought. I had to fight the. I had to fight that. You can't. That's Keep a big that opportunity, head. right? Because that, that could have been an easy out for me. Mm-hmm. Let's say I started getting my ass kicked. Fuck it. I'm going to just tap out, essentially. Yeah. And, and I agree that... Or affect that, my training. I still went in and busted my ass every day. Right. And, and I agree that kind of like the old fighters, and like you said, don't go back just because it's a special moment. That never works out with older fighters. No offense to Kevin Ross, but look what happened. Like, you know, I'll come back for this cool special moment. Those don't work. You know, don't do it. And... and and so we you, you, we did right at the end. It worked out good, but is there another special moment? Five years, where, you know, it, it just it just never works yeah. out. So anyway, um, special moments now happen on the other side of the ropes for me. Exactly. Yeah, and 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 it's cool if you can come to terms with that because I'm sure we both know that 99 percent of fighters don't. They don't come to terms with that. You know, they're always willing to go in there. I oh man, I don't get me wrong. Every day, like every time I hit a pad, I'm like oh. Oh, all right. Like, but nope. No one has enough money. How much? I get this question How too. How much you got? I, I, I'll, I'm not paying you shit to go in the ring, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I've paid the chiropractor everything that you're gonna get. Yeah. Um. But what would it cost? Let, okay, hold up. Let me give you a scenario. Okay. Um. Um. Don't even give me a name because. Okay. Let me make it a okay. okay. Don't give me a name. Don't. Okay. Don't play let, let's say. Let's say. Let's say it's for. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to name organizations. Let's. Let's say it's for a world title, but it's not like a. It's not like a a WBC world title. Like, no, I'm shaking my head. No titles. Don't. I don't care. Okay, but it's got. I, I need to. I, if I can't give you a name, I got to kind of give you the level here. Okay. Okay. Just. Just say a fight. Like, because I wouldn't do it for. A title would be cool, but like, I don't know, man. It's it, it's got to be the money. That's okay, the well, that's bringing me back. Okay, well, that's what I'm asking for. So let's let's just say it is. It's it, it's it's for uh, like I'm I'm not I'm not ripping you know an uh, LMNOP world title and but not like a WBC or WMC. Nothing like a you're not fighting you know yeah, a one chance. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, it's it um it'll be in uh, Vegas. One million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Not not five hundred thousand. One million dollars. I I seriously think if somebody came to you with five hundred thousand dollars, you take it. <laughs> but I'm saying one million. So what, obviously, you. I mean, I get it, man. You're saying you're done. Like I get it. I really get it. Like I'm not. I don't give a shit. I'm not starting to go fund me or nothing. I, I'm done, man. I got a gym to run. But but uh, y- there's always a price. Yeah. Right? No one's gonna pay a million dollars to have me fight. I'm just a no kid from Canada. True, but but it wouldn't cost it, not not a cent less to get you in. A million bucks? Oh, that's a sweet price tag. Don't get me wrong. Someone gives me 500 and offer for 500 I'd be like, 
Yeah, okay. All right, promoters. I'll I'll do it. It's been a while. 400, 400,000. Give me a call. <laughs> yeah, man. I just don't. I get it, man. I get it. I can't. I'd be so stupid to come back. I agree. My heart's not there, man. I just. My heart's not there. I know. And, and every time we bring these things up, you get all heated. Like that's okay. You don't have to come back, Chris. I'm well, just... I know people. People peer pressure me so hard, man. I, get I know. Comments. Come back, come back, come back. I'm like, well, I appreciate the love, you guys, but. It's over. Off. Let it go. Frig off. Leave me alone. You're the Khabib of Muay Thai. It's over, man. Oh, that's... is that, that was that right? Was that a good analogy? Welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got Khabib. There you go. He's a badass. What's the only location? Um, yeah, it, no, it, it, it's funny. We were talking about this on Instagram. Anytime I put a picture up of Chris doing any training or anything yeah. else, and it's, oh, come back, come back. Like, <laughs> every single time. <laughs> Um, so from me as the coach, the guy who's been in the corner, um, I'm, I'm curious what fights, what fights do you feel like you were like just in Zen mode, just flow state, kicking some ass. Everything's working. Muay Thai Canada title fight against Alex Ruziki. Yeah. Is that right? Hey, why? What, what, what happened in that fight? Are these available uh, on YouTube? That fight? I don't know if that one is. I don't think so. Okay. It's too bad. I yeah. had a disc of it somewhere. We should try to throw maybe a piece up if we can yeah, on the Instagram. I just, uh, I walked away without a bruise that fight. Everything he threw at me, I like, I saw coming. Yeah, didn't break a sweat, hey? And I, I, well, of course, I was sweating. But, but you know what, it, yeah. Nothing was a struggle. Everything was landing. I wasn't hitting with any power shots. It was just like, it was kind of like I was sparring. Yeah. I thought uh, I dropped him at the end of round one, right? That flash knockdown. Oh yeah! And the crowd went silent because when I hit him, the bell went at the same time. So it was like little ding, ding right? And I walked away, and he's on the ground, and everyone's like, "What?" The crowd was dead silent. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, even him, right? He got up. He's like, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah, yeah. And on paper, that dude had like at the time like 40, 50 fights himself. Yep. Yeah. Good on match. Paper, I was gonna get smashed. Yeah, made it made it look pretty uh pretty easy. No offense to him, just just your 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 sort of slick style played well into his style. That was probably my <clears throat> my favorite. Like, yeah, that was like the fight. I was purely in the zone, like yeah, Ohio state, if you want to call it that. Yep, I thought uh, I thought you versus uh, Mike Stripling was that was another good one. You pieced I him up pretty burnt good. Myself out though. I Agreed. Think. Agreed. Or 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 is you kind of got a little flurry e searching too hard. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I learned a lot from that fight though. Not to hurry. So I was just punching his shell. You know. Yeah. Like I wasn't picking my shots. Too desperate for the finish. Kind of burnt myself out. But that is, is that fight on YouTube. Don't know. Listen, guys, check out Journey Fight Series on, in on YouTube or Chris McMillan Muay Thai. Watch lots of these fights that we're talking about. Uh, there's a lot of good classic ones out there. Another one was probably um, uh, the first or second. Um, we just said his name. I fought him in Lethbridge the first time in the Cowboy Barn. Dwayne Soon. Dwayne Soon. Yeah. One of the two fights I was just. Yeah. I think it was the second one on Journey. I agree. Just, yeah. He couldn't touch me. Yeah. The first one was, it was close enough that I could see why he wanted a rematch, but number two is clear. Like, you know. You've definitely learned a lot in a short time apart from the first fight. Time yeah, and, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then probably Ooh, I don't know. What do you think? 
As far as when you were floating around, looking, yeah. feeling good, I don't know, man. In zone. That was that was those are the big ones that stood out to me. Uh, how about in the corner? When you were in the corner, was there ever a time? Because you know we play such. It's it's. I always talk about this. We're living the same moment, but we have such different roles. You know, it's 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 trippy to me. Fighting such a coach coach fighter relationship is such a trip to me. We're living the same moment, but our our, our stories are so different. Uh, was there ever a, a time in the corner that you can remember that was significant? Like. I wish I could be Teddy Atlas, man. We always love those. No, I'm a fireman, fireman. I'm not saying I had any of those moments, no. but was there ever um, uh, ever a moment in the corner that you needed to hear, or there was something where you're like, like, yeah, man, like, okay, that that's that's it. That's what I want. I don't remember what fight it was, but I came back. I did not have a good round, and you had made it very clear how you thought about that. So I went out and did my job, and came back, and you were fired up, like. That's what I'm talking about. Matt Special. Was it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, baby. We both had a, let's be real. So he's from the East. We had a little bit of fear, uh, not fear, but we were, we, you know, we were cautious fighting him because he fought Derek, our teammate from Sugar Park, who's a, a physical phenom, man. Like, dude, the, the time dude, was steamrolling everybody. Right. Just with the clinch. Like the, the, the guy literally jumped over my head in Thailand. Listen, I'm standing and he jumped over my head. I couldn't believe it. Um, it just, and it was smashing people and, and he fought it. Matt Special on Friday Night Fights and... and After and, I fought Liam Trent. Right, yeah. and was losing until he got a hold of him and need him, and the second he need him once, you saw in Matt's face, like, oh my God. That's... But he was smashing Derek up. Right, Derek up, and we've never seen Derek get pieced up like that. So, yeah, when we found out he was in the tournament, we were like, oh shit. And he started, he steamrolled his first two. Knocked them both out, didn't he? Sterling Love from Calgary, and I can't remember who else. He fought Manny something. The oh, right, guy. a replacement who who made it look really good. And uh, anyway, um, yeah, man, and uh, obviously, so yeah, when, when you were fighting him, when, and the second you were teeping him, he wasn't doing anything about it. I was like, oh shit, this is over. <laughs> like I knew you could just play off that a little bit. Um, That's one of my favorite performances. I wasn't definitely in the zone there because I, well, third fight in the night. Yeah, but yeah, that's one of my favorite performances for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You could see how much I wanted it. Like, I was yeah, biting down, and there. swinging back. Like, yeah, you're not taking this from me. That was great to watch. Yep. Um, for me, the, a, a significant moment was, and and I was a little worried about him. So, uh, when we went to Victoria, there was just hiccups the whole goddamn way to the fight, man. Greg Lamont. Yeah, and listen, he he's a good fighter, and he was he was hungry. And if there's anything I would say that it was your weakness, it, it's your hands, uh, your hands, maybe even combinations, uh, a hand combinations. Yep. And Greg is quite good at that. Mm -hmm. And then it, we're at 147. Chris hurt his calf. We, we're, we're in this greasy hotel that literally had nobody staying in it. So we didn't have hot water or heat. Yeah, they had turned the, the hot water tap. Yeah, we had no hot water. We had to go to, oh, man, and we had to cut. It was it was just, and whatever, it, it is what it is. You know, For those who fight, you know how it goes, but it was just headache after headache. And uh, anyway, and then we finally said modified Muay Thai, and maybe that means something, or clearly means something different in Alberta than it does British Columbia. Yep. We find out at the rules meeting at the venue on fight night, oh, it's basically glory rules. And we're like, what do you mean you can't clinch? And they're like, yeah, modify Muay Thai. And for those who don't know, that's very different rule set. Kickboxing while you can throw a knee is not Muay Thai at all. Modified Muay Thai generally means no knees to the head, no elbows, and you're allowed to clinch. Yeah. Uh, you weren't allowed to catch kicks even. Like, it was ridiculous. So it, now it's really a kickboxing fight, and we didn't train for that. 
Chris, in my opinion, was more of a tie boxer than a kickboxer. The other guy was quite a good kickboxer, so I was a little worried. Anyway, Chris had to cut a bunch of weight, blah, 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 blah. Uh, in between round four and five, for the first time in my life, you had your hands on my shoulders, and you're like, Jay, I'm gassed. And I'm like, it kind of caught me by surprise. Yeah, I was toast. And I'm I remember like, this now. And yeah. I'm like, what? And you're like, dude, I'm, I'm done. And I'm like, and it was a close fight. And I remember just being like, excuse my language, but I remember being like, what the fuck do you mean you're done? Like, you are a champion. I don't give a shit if you're tired or injured. If you're, you have to win. That's the bottom line. I didn't mean, you know, I didn't say I'm done. Like, I get don't, me out of here. I don't, no, no. But like, I'm like gas. Like, I'm, I'm cooked. I, toast, I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I, what I heard was, I'm not sure if I can keep doing this. And that's the first time I've ever heard that. No, don't get me wrong. The second I started swearing at you, I can see you give yourself your head a shake. Oh, yeah, what am I talking about? Idiot, idiot. <laughs> I went and booted the piss out of him. But I, I remember just drilling into you. I don't care if you're tired or you're injured. You have to win this round. You have to. I don't care what you think. And my calf went in that fight. Right. And For round weight, one. It went in round cut, one. Weight cut really jacked me. Yeah. Terrible weight cut. And yeah, just it was just... That was the most difficult fight scenario we definitely had. And I just... There was, I, I'm not ever going to say you broke, but when you, the very first time I maybe saw where you're like, dude, I'm kind of tired. I was like, give your head a shake. And it was, you immediately were like, oh yeah, what an idiot when I talk about. I think I remember. I was like, oh, I'm tired, oh, man. You're sorry. like, what? I think I smiled. I'm like, oh yeah, never mind. Like, I got one more round in me. Of course I do. That totally caught me by surprise. But yeah, that, that was a fun mo- moment where like, it's, it's rare I got to like talk to you like that. <laughs> There's another one too. I'm in Alex Rosicki where we had the big giant screen right there and in between rounds. Look at that. Right. Like, look, do this. See what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought that was pretty fun. I actually could point out what we're talking about. Um, yeah, man, that, that, there, was a, there was a couple good moments in the corner there. Uh, obviously, my favorite one was in Seattle when you were fighting uh, the IKF world champion from the AKA, Daniel Cormier, all those guys trained from. Uh, he was from the same place. And uh, he has crazy mohawk, and he was ripped, and uh, I was really nervous, man. Um, at He's the a scary looking dude, yeah, he, you know he was, and, you know, IKF world champ, and you know he he was a uh, uh, at the weigh-ins he looked okay, and then fight night, man, it like somebody inflated him with a balloon. Oh, oh my god, he got huge, and I was really nervous. I was I was sweating, man. I was sweating, and Chris Chris goes out there and kicks this dude in the head, and he's just slobbering. Like for, for though I know this is for those coaches who don't know. Me and Chris have been working together for so long every day that I kind of give Chris round one. Chris Chris wants to feel things out, get comfortable, feel his opponent. Chris is a thinking man's fighter. And so I, we we gave each other round one. I, gave, I let Chris get comfortable. He gained information. So did I. Meaning he wasn't mad at me for losing round one. Right. I let you do your thing round one. Right. And and but from then on the round the rest of the the rest of the rounds were mine. I, I needed I needed action. And so I'm like kind of getting gauze together and Chris kicks him in the head and I'm like, oh, he fell. <laughs> and then uh, I see him just start slobbering on his elbows and trying to put his mouth guard in. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh shit, he's out. That's 32 seconds in. Yeah, th- in round one. And uh, anyway, I'm sweating, man. I was really nervous. And Chris comes back and uh, he just says, hey, man, you're sweating more than I am. And he hand- puts his hands out and he's like, take these gloves off. Let's go drinking. And I was like, oh, man, uh, I'll never doubt you again, man. I'll never doubt you again. Like... That uh, that was a significant time for me as a, as a cornerman uh, in our relationship. Like, listen, you, you very well are fine in there and can very well look after yourself. Like he said that too a couple fights before that when I did that eight man in New York, hmm. and I got smashed the second round. Right with 
that was the first time I ever got a standing eight yeah. against me. I think like the only one. One and only time you took an eight count, man. I took an eight count in my all my fights, and he was just a uppercut machine. Yeah, I've never been punched like that in my life. I'm like, Whoa! <laughs> I came back to the corner. I'm like, dude, remember what I said? Like, remember that guy fight? He's nothing like him. So shout out to Hal Kreisel out in Victoria. Chris fought him, and uh, uh, it was a great, great time for Chris to have this fight. It was in Edmonton, and uh, that was for my first ever title. Fight. First crack at a title. Yeah. Didn't win, but it was a perfect time because. It was kind of when Chris was having that little bit of uncertainty, laziness at the beginning of his career. And uh, it was funny that, uh, well, as he was fighting, Chris would hit him with two, but but Hal would hit him with six. And it, that was kind of the story of the fight. And uh, this rematch, um, you know, I'm sorry, but it was much the later. Fight in anyway, New York. Fight in New York, sorry. I, Hal hit me with a lot of hard punches. Yeah. Like Gr- he was a good boxer. He, he hit hard. And then I fought this cat <laughs> in New York and I came back and I'm like, it's not a funny like I, the first thing I say is remember Hal Kreisel yeah this guy hits way harder why are you like, talking like that in the corner like, yeah what a funny thing that, that's the first thing like so yeah he, he just put Chris in the corner and, and just, just just let his hands fly like Chris was A getting hit but B just couldn't couldn't answer if, if he put his hand away from his head man he was gonna get clipped real good yeah, he was lighting me up yeah had no, had no room and so he took Gary Kelton right when he comes back because we were like up to that point Hal was the best puncher Chris fought and he was just like you know Hal Kreisel yeah, yeah this guy punches way harder and it just it's just it's just funny how all of a sudden a fight that's so significant that guy punches so hard like forget forget that fight man yeah. that fight I'm not even thinking about that anymore like that was a fun fight too. I dropped him in the second round. Yeah, head kick. Yep. And then he just got the better of me around three. That's right. Close fight, man. Yeah. He won the tournament. That's right. Knocked out uh, tournament favorite Troy uh, Sheridan. Sheridan, man. Big, big one too. Big, big knockout. Yeah, he was Josh Fitzsimmons. Yeah, from Josh Ontario. Fitzsimmons, shout out. Yeah, man. Yeah. To you. I don't know if he still fight out. I don't really see much of him I anymore. Don't but think so yeah. Friday night fights. If if you're out there, put that fight out there. Hey, that was a hell of a fight, fun one. Yeah, I'd love to see those fights. Yeah, absolutely. I got my first knockout that tournament in the first round. That's right, leg kick. No knees. Oh, it was knees. And the I guy was just like quit. It. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I, oh, that was easy. Yeah. All right, <laughs> next. Uh, do you have any? If you could look back on your career, do you have any fights you wish you could do over, or fights maybe? How about yeah? Let's start there. Any any fights you're like, oh man, I wish I could redo that one. Yeah. Um, my rematch against. Adam Brown in Red Deer. Yeah, Adam Brown's from Regina, Siam, Siam, right? Yeah, Siam Muay Thai. Yeah, and he was a good that fighter. Was that time I, um, like the first fight we had, I won, but I didn't win. I he thought got so. Very upset about that. That was a good I learning lesson so too. That guy was knocked out. Like he was, the rope saved him. Good learning lesson for me, to be honest. That yeah. fight as a coach. Oh, whatever. And then yep. Uh, yep. they pushed hard for the rematch and. No excuses, man. He whooped my ass that day. He chipped my tooth. Yep. That fight. Um, but I was not wanting to be in there at all. Yeah. That was that time in my career I was pissing around. Yeah, that's right. I, mean, I had a fight that same day. I wasn't in your corner either. Yeah, that really messed with me too, actually. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of, bit of a weird situation. But shout out to Adam Brown and those guys. Siam uh, Muay Thai. But I got over that real quick because you just move on. Yeah, it's just it's, fighting. It's just fighting, yep. We're all doing but it for for the passion. Throughout the career, that would, during my career, that would have been one I won. I would have wanted back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, for me, there's some wins too that I would want back to make it done even prettier. Like, well, what's that? You know, some 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 fights just squeaked by with like a split. You know, it's like uh Any stand out? Um. 
not off the top of my head, but I know there are some. I my, think, oh, the second fight against the um, Seattle guy. Yeah, yeah. I won. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, it was hard. He, he kind of just pushed you against the ropes, but he kind of. You remember the like footwork a bit more. And... Yeah. <clears throat> I think. Uh, I think Michael Fitzpatrick. Um, I, I know there is there are some things that you know obviously you know and, and I'm not ripping on anyone man but you know hey late elbow and, and listen it, it's okay I, I don't care I I can live past that but but it definitely played a role in the fight and uh, I you obviously got a little tentative and I just uh, I th- I thought that could have been a real coming out party for you but I I recognize that hey man it's a fight things happen oh man he hit me so hard with that elbow I. I feel like I lost a whole round. Like I had to reset. Like going into round two was like round one for me. I felt like I didn't get your attention until between round four and five. And I looked at you and I'm like, do you understand me? And I could see you kind of like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. that's the first time you said that, man. I was fuzzy for the whole fight. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like I had to reset completely, like warm up again and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and But listen, man, that's probably the most savage dude you fought too. Like that guy wanted to hurt you. Like I don't recall anybody else really fighting you like that, man. Like, yeah, he was he was out to take my head off for sure. Yeah, listen, I'm gonna let you in on a secret, man. I didn't think much of this guy until I saw him warm up, and then I was like, oh my god, <laughs> he he. I then saw Savage and he's in elbows, and was like, oh shit. Dude, a lot of people were saying like, oh, you're gonna smash him and stuff. I'm like, f you. I'm not listening to your advice, yeah, man. Yeah, this exactly. Is a big strong kid. He's gonna come and. Yep. He wants to kill me. And I see, I already saw he's, we always ever saw all the training at about 40%, but you saw him training in Muay Thai camps. Like, he's no idiot. He was at the right places. Well, you know. Yeah. yeah. But uh, when, when I saw him warm up, I, I was uh, like, oh, okay, okay. That's not at 40%. Like, I, I, it did catch my eye for sure. Yeah. And I, I saw that elbows and he knees. Was, he was folding me in the clinch and stuff too. I think yep. I just did a good job of keeping him off balance with my little Without a doubt. sweeps and yep. stuff. And that's what he said too. He, that knees are his thing. And the second he got close to you, he felt like he was on ice skates. He, he just couldn't I catch just you. I just didn't want to eat another elbow, man. Yep. Like, get away from me. Yep. My biggest advice in that fight was get out of the clinch. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, stay out of the shell and get yep. off the ropes. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's where those elbows are going to land. I think I scored some good low kicks too early on. Yep. And just kept him... Yeah, just kept him good guessing kicks, coming good, in. Yep, good teeps, good timing. Yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah. man. Yep. Um, if 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 there was anyone you could say, if you said to anybody, I got I got uh, twenty minutes of my life. I can only watch one of your fights. To tell me who you are, which one are you going to show? Them? Oh damn! Probably my fight against um matt special on the tournament yeah i think it's my favorite fight to watch it myself when when i think of that fight i'm sure we think of the same thing but again from from different sides but i think of teep and grit like just ah you can see my ah, face man. yeah i was like yeah this is mine yeah that's my favorite fight of my i don't like watching myself fight but like when i went back and watched that recently i was like oh shit this is a good fight yeah like yeah i look good i was putting combinations together thinking too because it's Damn heavy southpaw low kick was smashing me to pieces. Yeah, you were saying Had that. To battle that. Another one might be the my infusion. That's true, man. That was a good one. My pro debut. What, Kickboxing what? rules again. Well, modified Muay Thai, I guess. Yeah, it, modified Muay Thai it, infusion it, rules. It's the epitome of what happens when an MMA fighter fights a pro kickboxer. Pro Muay Thai fighter, yeah. Yeah. I. Or oh yeah yeah. You know there was early, um, not controversy early. Um, Adversity. Adversity. Yeah. You know, why? What happened? 
popped my eardrum with a hook. It landed flush on my ear, and I went deaf. First punch of the fight. Yeah, it was. Yep. And then I couldn't hear you. Yep. And I was still a little disoriented. Like, I wasn't, like, my brain all fuzzy, but I was just like, ah. Yeah. So I kind of had to survive. And then I just Muay Thai'd his ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Knee and... Yeah, just tighter. And, and and no offense to just pro MMA, but I, I, I fully recognize you guys have so much more things you need to do, but... What happens is you guys, you often, often MMA stand-up systems are paint by numbers, cross hook, kick, block one, two. And the problem is when you keep throwing those guys like you who are intellectual fighters, pick that up. Not the third time you do it. The second, the second you show that pattern again, they're like, okay, gotcha. Uh, Yeah. Those, those, those patterns are usually followed up by a double leg or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a different game. Yeah. I was frustrated in that fight because he would basically double leg me into the ropes like he'd be hugging my waist like his head was down there and my ass is sticking through the second yeah. and third rope i'm like ref what? yeah clearly he was told to do that so you can't get need in the clinch and them knowing you're a tie boxer yeah so i his... <laughs> yeah i body hooked him need him to death and kicked him in the dome and now we have a combo at our gym named after you sir it's a fun one pow um give me your top three favorite fights of yours real quick top three favorite? top three Definitely that one against Alex Rosicki when I won the Muay Thai World, or <laughs> Muay Thai Canada yep. belt, just because like that was a flawless performance by me. I think just got untouched. It was yep. great. Yeah, um, probably my fight against the Thai. Pretty proud of myself for that. Yeah, for yeah. not quitting too. Like, n- not a single person in the world I know was there. Right. I could have been like. Peace. I'm going back to the right or whatever, right? Against but, someone with hundreds of fights. And yeah, he was legit smashing me to pieces. I'm proud that I I switched my game plan and made it happen. I got the knockout. Yeah. That was huge. And then the compliments from the Thai trainers after. Like they were like, You showed like big heart there. Like that was and that means everything to them, right? Yeah. Heart is everything. So the, the trainer after that fight, he said to me, and I still tell my people this every day. Not every day, but if it comes up. The three things, the most important things, heart, cardio, technique. Bam. Heart, cardio, technique. That's it. So. Yep. Yep. That's, that's, uh, that's a for sure, man. Yeah. Um, uh, number three would be, uh, I don't know. Maybe Magnus Anderson. That was a fun fight. Like we beat, that was competitive. That's the fight that's that good. that's the fight I would like to show people. Like, yeah, that was a good competitive fight. He was a big, big, strong guy. Yep. Sweden has a good Muay Thai, you know, uh, uh, scene out there. He was hungry too, and yeah, I just <clears throat> that was a really fun fight, actually. That was a, good. As a coach, good got, technical. As a coach, I got myself in hot water after that fight, criticizing some judging and stuff uh, on social media. But uh, hey, listen, I was young, and uh, it was a split. It was close. Moving on. <laughs> Still sour about that, but moving on. It's all right. Uh, do you have a favorite place that you fought? Like, like l- I don't want to say fight. Like, was there, was there like, like uh, let's say the whole thing. It could even be at home, I guess. But did you have like a a favorite place? You know, one of the weigh-ins, and I. It's probably gonna be a travel thing, to be honest. Because how fun is it? Well, my <laughs> favorite place of all time to fight was Journey. Right. Right. At the Century Casino, but like. For traveling, the f- my favorite place I have fought would probably, and it's as a whole, right? What happened before the fights, after the fights, how the fight ended. Yeah. 
all that stuff. I'm probably going to have to say, yeah, Seattle the first time or Mexico the first time. Yeah, Mexico number one for me. On the Copa Maya, uh, Ruben Cruz, shout out to you in Mexico there. He holds a sweet fight card. Treats us like royalty. Yeah, man, that was really fun, hey? Yeah. Uh, and then just and then you fought a a dude as well, man. That uh, on paper, yeah, he was already a pro, and you're an amateur. And and due to communication issues, they didn't know that until yeah. long after the fight. We were he at he was a, mean mugging me. He was in my grill, like he was trying to punk me all week. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, and then even even when they were doing the circle around the ring for the uh, the white crew, he he was like right behind you, like sniffing your mong gong. He was and, that close to me. Yeah, I couldn't see him out of my peripherals. <laughs> And the funny thing is, I'm like circling back to our corner, and I look at Jay. I'm like, "Oh, it's, it's like I notion to him. I'm like, is he right behind me?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what the hell? This guy's right behind me." Well, I didn't, I didn't really know how it was gonna go, man. I was a little worried because he was right behind you, and then I just like how you kind of looked at me all squirrely, like, yeah, "Is he right behind yeah, me?" Yeah, like brought my shoulders up. I'm like, oh, weird. "Yeah, I don't know what to do either, man." <laughs> Knocked his ass out. Oh, beautiful spinning elbow that just gave him one of the worst rug burns I've ever seen because he had to wear elbow pads right above his eyebrow. And you could tell he was like, oh. Like, he had to wear what above his eyebrow? Uh, elbow pads. He had rug burns so bad. He had to wear elbow pads, sorry. No, you did, right, in the fight. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, man, he had such bad rug burn from that spinning elbow. You could tell it, it messed with, with him punch, hard. Uh, and a flop. Well, the flop started it, right? Oh, no, the head kick. Yeah, okay. But that spinning elbow, man, like, oh, dude, you could tell. That was a good fight because I was um, I was doing some slick shit, like leaning back off head kicks, using the ropes, like pivoting off. A slip and a weave combined together. Yeah. Like, dang. Yeah, that was, that was a fun fight. <laughs> yeah, man, that was that was pretty good, too. That was a fun one. Uh, all and right. Just, yeah, the overall experience. Like, the crowd was crazy. I took a picture with every single person in the crowd. Yeah, it man. took an hour or so. Yeah, they right? treat you like famous and all. We're uh, fans and... Yeah, everyone was really sweet. They took us out after. Yeah, and, and it was and it was the next day in the evening. We went to a restaurant, and I was wearing a shirt from the TBA tournament in Iowa, which is a big North American tournament. Awesome. 100, 600, 700 people uh, fight at this thing. And uh, the promoter said, oh, Chris fought in Are you Where did you get that shirt? And I said, Chris fought in it. And he said, oh, that must have been a few years ago. And it's an amateur tournament. And I said, no, no, it was last year. And he said, no, no, Chris is a professional. And I said, no, Chris is an amateur man. And he was like, oh, oh, no, because the guy he just knocked the piss out of was a professional fighter, like one of the better fighters in Mexico at that weight class. So Chris apparently is some kind of badass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, man. So listen, so there, there's a good sort of bit of history. And, and listen, there's a ton of fights we don't even remember. I mean, we, we, we've, oh my God, yeah. we've fought in barns. We've, I mean, uh, uh, you know, we've, we've been to the east coast of Canada, west coast of Canada, New York City on the subways. Uh, you know, you fought in... Yeah. Seattle like just just so many stories and uh uh you know what's really cool is I, I bet we could do this just this alone go down memory lane and just talk about the crazy shit and stuff we've done seen you know crazy homeless people fights things we've had eaten car accidents just just all to do with smoking remember from Times oh Square? smoky smoky listen real quick we met this drug dealer named smoky and uh he was really cool actually <laughs> we, we, we weren't seeking him out no just no just late at night we're drunk and then we met some kind of a calendar, some guy that worked for uh, Bill and Linda Gates organization oh, yeah, yeah. who, you know, so we started talking to him, uh, one of our instructors, uh, uh, Kiyoshi Chris Bond, he's teaching him jujitsu and to Smokey. And then the cops come by, hey, you know that guy's, we're, we're just hanging out with him. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so good uh, in New York. Uh, yeah, so many, so many fun parties. But uh, 
uh, and so many things. But anyway, so it was fun to actually sit down and actually get to hash this out. We don't often get to do it either, just you and me and sit like this. Or well, I want to hear what your favorite place was. Mine was Mexico number one for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, it just, it was nice to be treated like that. And uh, it, was, it was cool to meet Kean Cowley, who's friends with Conor yeah. McGregor, and see what his career and Jim have done as well and kept, kept kind of buddies with him. That's cool. E- even outside the McGregor thing. He, he's just a cool guy, and it's, it's fun to see another gym owner, another guy pushing it. So yeah. shout out to you, Kean. I just man. thought, too, like before the fights, they brought all the fighters in the ring. They did the fireworks show and everything. Like, yeah, that was, man. That was really it was a cool. great show, that was man. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, uh, again, I know we talked about this on the Shadow Podcast Instagram, but always a special place in my heart for Journey Fight Series, Trevor Smandich and you guys. Uh, let's be real. Chris wouldn't have the career he he had without you guys, you know, and, and uh, we can't thank you enough for that. And uh, I, I'm not sure if Century Casino is going to be around forever. I'm not sure if I'm ever going to step foot in there, but I promise that if I ever step foot in that room, it's going to be like a ghost, like the smell, the sound, the, the everything about it, man. Like every time I'm on... Um, Blackfoot Trail, and I cross 37. Uh, I get tingles. Yeah, man. You make that left, and it's to the venue. I'm like, oh, such a special place in my heart for Muay Thai. So, so yep. thank you, Trevor. Thank you, Team Spanish, and everybody else involved at Journey Fight Series. And and I Journey Fight Series. Nobody treated fighters better. Um, maybe maybe Mexico. They, that was pretty awesome, but <laughs> but they were they were just su- such good people. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so let's move on, buddy. We could do this all day. Um. Top three. You got to... Uh, sh- uh, sure. Your top three least liked fighters. Oof. What fighters do you like? This guy I can't stand. Okay, hey. Top three least liked fighters. Could be a style thing. It could be their antics. Uh, Adrian Broner. Good call. I'm yeah. not a fan of that guy that at all, guy man. It's not... Cool. Hate his whole attitude, his whole shtick, and and even as a boxer, a, a boxer, he's very good, but he never lived up to his potential. Like, oh, he, he he was so inactive in the ring, he would just stand. Oh, it drove me absolutely insane. Uh, yeah, he drove me crazy. Um, another person, uh, maybe I'm not a huge fan of. Um. I'm going to go with... Oh, man, this is tough, dude. <laughs> there's, there's a lot I'm not a huge fan of, man. Spit them out. Uh, Deontay Wilder. Not a fan. I hate excuses. And I oh, hate, the heavy suit excuse. And I hate poor technique. Like was... Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you're a knockout artist, but I'm a technique guy. You have you had every excuse in the book, and I hate your technique. You feel uh, like he's coming along, though? He looks half decent now. I think so, but it's it's not it's not going to be enough to to do the job of uh, uh, Fury. Fury. Yeah. yeah, but I, I yeah, give him credit for doing it and everything. But I just uh, that's great. That I just saw you lifting three hundred and fifty pounds. Big deal. Mm-hmm. Let's see you box, dude. Yeah. Um, boy, there's there's got to be a few out there. I'm not a huge fan of. Oh. <sighs> Tisha Torres. I'm putting myself in some water here. Why? She stole my blood sport shorts. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I'll leave it at that. All right. Your top three favorite boxers of all time, not active. Oh, Mike Tyson. Oh, okay. I really liked Ricky Hatton. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh no way, hey. Yeah. Um. Not active. 
Andre Ward. Is that right, eh? Yeah. Dang, so smart. So l- l- let's let's for a first time on the podcast, let's reverse this. What three fighters do you not like? Uh, I really don't like Antonio Margarito for what oh. he did with the hand wraps thing. No, and just, oh, yeah, greasy, that guy. And I absolutely love how Cotto came back and smashed him to bits. Oh, yeah. Um, Pacquiao, Mosley. Yeah, Pacquiao smashed him too. I don't really care for Sugar Sean. Yep, understandable. He's got good Sean hands. O'Malley Sean in the UFC. Yeah. yeah, UFC fighter. But his shtick is not what I'm into. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're really not into that shtick. Yeah, and social media clown, face tattooed, silly looking sausage. <laughs> uh, another one there probably just because I'm. I'm gonna steal Adrian Broner too, man. That was a good call. He's. Ugh. Ugh. That's not. Yeah, he just does some uncool stuff. Oh, I just, I just, I, I can't even watch the guy. Ever since I, he was even the Adrian Broner that we know when he was combing his hair, getting his dad to do it with that weird horse brush thing that he uses. I was like, oh, oh, what is happening here? Yeah. Um, my three favorite boxers inactive. Uh, number one is gonna be uh Sugar Ray Leonard. Number two, Roy Jones Jr. Ah, damn it. And uh, number three, Julio Cesar Chavez. Nice. Can we do it again? I thought you were going to actually say Calzaghi. Yes. Oh, yeah? <laughs> That's why I want to do it again. <laughs> okay. I love Calzaghi. Yeah, yeah, it's hard, man, if you only get three, right? Uh, wrong, Calzaghi. Um, all right, man. How about student of the uh, podcast? You got one? Shout out. I want to shout out. I don't have one. I have a bunch. Anybody who has returned from their summer off, mostly juniors, all the juniors that have returned, this week, you know, they're back to school and they've got back to the gym now. The smiling faces, you could tell they're so jazzed to be back. Yeah. Yep. It's really good to see. Yep. Um, I have two. I have Kelly. Matter of fact, right before this, I had to go to the gym to pick up my computer. And who's she working with? My friend Chris here. And just leaking all over. Just sweating like a yeah, wild woman. putting in some work. Yeah, good for you, Kelly. I know she's wanting to compete and stuff. And this is a mother of three and, and she's putting in work. Listen, if... She's working. Yeah, if, if you see what she's doing, we, we literally have no excuses. So shout out to you, Kelly. And also to my karate helper student, longtime student, uh, we'll call her Sensei Aya. Uh, um, Sub-Zero. That, yeah, yeah, she wears a face mask. And, and uh, obviously, I'm not sure what it's called, but for a religious reason, she, she has that... Uh, Hijab, I'm not sure. I don't know what it's called. I'm sorry if I screwed it up. But and it's but it's an athletic one. But anyway, yeah, but just she just looks like a total Sub-Zero ninja. It looks she's awesome. Ninja, she's great. Yeah, so... Uh, shout out to you now listen I'm not going to get into it but here's what I know I know that she's uh, dealing with something in life that has a little difficulty to it and uh, she's powering through with a smile on her face she's there to help teach and she trains very hard and uh, she's consistently engaging with me and asking questions and and listen uh, I see that's how it's done you want you want things in life not just being a martial artist but anything in life that's how it's done so Aya shout out to you I'm proud of you and uh, just keep it going okay uh, and keep the Sub-Zero thing going. It looks awesome. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, just to finish off, a, co- uh, a couple rapid shout-outs. Uh, we'll just go one for one here. So, number one, I just want to shout-out to my black belt class on Tuesday, Thursday night. I only teach on Thursday night black belt karate. But, uh, man, you guys are pushing it. Uh, I'm, I see some of you guys close to puking, and uh, I'm, I'm making it really challenging for you guys. And you guys are really showing up, and uh, it's such an awesome class, guys. So, it's not even September, like, as far as after the long weekend here in, in Canada. So, I just, just shout-out to you guys. for kicking ass. Keep it up. Chris? 
I want to shout out to my good friends Bo and Dave and their company <coughs> and Soda. I know they've been around a while, but and most of you guys have had some of their delicious beverages. But check it out; they're a really good company and they're good guys. Yep, uh, vodka, just vodka, vodka fruit, soda. right? Vodka and soda. Vodka and soda. I see what you did and there. Soda. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check them out, guys. Um, my my administration at the front desk at Arashi Martial Arts, Brett and Carolee. Uh, listen, it's been real busy since we've been allowed to keep uh, keep the gym open, and I know you guys have been pushing it. So I really thank. It's nice to know that I can kind of look look after things on the mat, and and the front desk is looked after, and I really appreciate that, guys. So shout out to you guys. And then I like to give a shout out to all the parents that bring their kids in, and they're very supportive, and you know keeps themselves. And there's no really any crazy hockey parents right now. Yeah, yeah. So it's easy to be right now. It's yeah, it's nice. Uh, quick shout out to my wife going back to work next week. It's been uh, since this COVID thing. She hasn't been there and uh, she's been living in my basement trying to convince my kid that she's somewhere else. <laughs> so uh, shout out to you, uh, wife. Get back to work. <laughs> and uh, last one, I want to give out a shout out to the Chuck Wagon Cafe out in Turner Valley, Alberta. Uh, I went down there for breakfast a couple weeks ago or last week and uh, I had steak and eggs for breakfast and it's crack. I can't stop thinking about it. So Chuck Wagon Cafe, uh, shout out to you guys. I'm going to be visiting here. What is it, uh, Wednesday? I'll probably see you on Monday, Monday morning. Oh, it's a long weekend. Friday, man. Oh, what did I say? <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what date is. I guess I'll see you on Wednesday then because uh, Monday's going to be a long weekend. It'll be packed. So I'm gonna, I, I'll be there out there uh, Wednesday. Uh, anything else, Chris? Nope. Can't wait for the next one. All right, listen, it's been fun. We, to be honest, we don't often get to sit down and go down memory memory lane here. We wanted to sit down and just have a nice, easy chat and uh, go through this. It's been fun for me, and uh, it's it's weird that it was a, I before we end here. It was a weird drive home when you really let me know at the back in the dressing room, dude, I'm done. Cause I'm like, you, you just start like, that's it, man. This this journey's really over, and. Uh, I didn't go to sleep very well that night. It was a weird, it was a weird journey. It was a weird. Me neither. I had a headache. <laughs> yeah, you had to be woken up every three hours to make sure you weren't concussed. But it was, it was, a, it was a weird thing for me. But you know what else is funny, man? Is uh, I also on the drive home became at peace with it. Like this is this is good. This is great, man. And uh, I like that you're sort of taking over the role I had, not you're taking over my role, but the role I had, you yeah. know, of, of sort of bringing up fighters and uh, we're privileged to have you, man. And it's, it was fun and it was fun to relive this and I'm, so uh, I could do this longer, man. So, yeah. So yeah, we could do this for hours, but having said that, excuse me, uh, drop us a message on the Instagram comment, whatever. What do you guys want to hear? What do you guys want to hear us talk about or give thoughts on or, if you want to hear a story about a certain something or whatever, yep. let us know. Hit yep. us up. Hey, right before we end here, I got really uh, – so a couple things. Check out Instagram tomorrow. Check out Instagram Saturday for the Muay Thai World Cup. I will be all over the social media. I'm going to be uh, commentating, so I'll take pictures. I'll be Instagram live. You guys can kind of see some cool stuff from ringside. Also, on Wednesday, we have a podcast coming out. We have the Bulldog and Bear Show, myself and Kieran. That'll be on uh, YouTube and video. And he will be doing a, uh, a shout-out podcast as well. So on Wednesday, special guest, promoter, uh, ex-world champion, hairstyle extraordinaire, uh, Mr. Kieran Kettle. So uh, watch out for that, guys. Uh, Chris? We'll catch you on the other side, buddy. Thanks for coming in. See you. See you soon. Yeah!
Oh yeah, here it comes. Here it comes. It's time for the shout out podcast. 